Welcome back, everybody. It is Ugly Couch Show's Couchcast time. Couchcast 11. I am Master Torgo. 80's Jeff. Dr. Vlog. Deb. Steve, otherwise known as Kralk, otherwise known on some things as Big Show. K-Man. That's right, folks. This is a fully stacked cast this time around. Yes, fully stacked with former... Well, except for one person. Where's the famous Paul? I don't know. He had to bail. He wanted to bail and then got the perfect excuse to bail. So he must have had an say. autograph signing to go to because he's the he's, famous Paul. Is that is true. Paul. That's true. He's he's got a bone up for his CES appearance here coming in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. I, I think I think he plays to call and says, "Hey, call me in ten minutes with a really great story so that I have to bug out." Uh, That's my take on it. Freaking Mattingly. Anyway, <laughs> moving so, on. So it's a bit of a reunion here. This is. Uh, uh, Deb is here. Aside from that, everybody else here has worked at Star Trek. The no, Experience. she worked at Star Trek. Oh, you did. That's right. Because yeah, you, you, you did the restaurant. I did. So this yeah. is this is a full Trek cast. Yes, it is. That's right. Indeed. Oh my goodness! And so, straight from California, we have Big Show. That's right. Happy to see him here. I'm sure yes. you're happy to hear him. <laughs> yes. So now a lot of you listeners out there, you're uh, big fans of Star Trek. You come. Uh, over to our site looking for drinks. Well, here's a big heap and help of Star Trek for you in this particular cast. For those fans of the experience, uh, we'll probably give you a little something today. We've had Barry, we've had Paul, we've had Jeff and myself talk about our Star Trek experience. Deb, what did you do at uh, the experience? I was a food server. Awesome. And I'm sure you have plenty of stories <laughs> on that side. Oh, yeah. Biggs, what did you do? Well, I started out as one of the blue loader guys at the in the for the attraction, and then moved into um, operations lead. Uh, got tired of working with people whose only concern with the show was when there was their next break. And so when an opening came up in the character department for Klingon, I auditioned for that, got it, and was Kralk, son of Tanek. Great Kalis! Great Kalis! That always used to piss me off. People bitching about not getting their break. Their, okay, their, we their never half got hour, breaks in the restaurant, Yeah, yeah Worked like eight to 12 hours, I know. a lot of breaks. And then somebody's like, I haven't had my 15 yet. Hey, I could get a hangnail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and up in the attraction, it was, especially after the attendance had started to die down, uh, one of the other leads figured out that out of an hour, uh, people up there work basically 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Well, Todd, you used to tell me about, you know, loading the shows and then spending the rest, like, reading a book. Or oh, something. that that was great. But our slowest times, yeah, when we would do one load in a half hour, maybe, sometimes mm-hmm. less. Yeah. So, yeah, you bring a book. You, uh, I wrote music. I wrote songs up yeah. in that. I wrote, like, a hundred songs. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You just see these pieces of paper of all this crap that I wrote. For yeah, as much as trick. I bitched about it, I got a lot of sleep. And I watched a lot of Simpsons. <laughs> I know Biggs was asleep. Because this guy, I swear, I would be talking to him. Like, mid-sentence, I'd turn around or something, and I'd look back, and he'd be asleep. He, he could sleep anywhere. Yeah, I learned that from a cat that we used to have. <laughs> uh, Mr. Stubbs, the cat that could sleep in any position. It was, <laughs> and we would test that out on several occasions. But yeah, yeah one, of the other, uh, one of the other Ferengis has this whole, <laughs> this whole little routine. Jared has this whole routine about... About come on, Biggs. All right, just popping the forehead back on and you know, going down the floor. <laughs> Gotta go, Steve. Okay. <laughs> and Kirsten, how long did you work there? The whole time, basically, except for five minutes when I left in year two thousand. <clears throat> Went out to L.A. for a couple months and then came back. 
that was we one all of the, kind of did that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The requisite uh, go and come back thing. So you get dragged back in. But I was one of the first two actors hired with April Bear. We tested equipment when they first uh, started getting it rolling. Can, can you talk about platform surfing? <laughs> platform surfing. Platform surfing. Yeah, that this was is new to me. That was funny. We were we were hired by Paramount, but we were essentially attached to McFadden Systems, who were the people who were making the motion simulators. Okay. <clears throat> and they were have everyone was having in, uh, ongoing uh, uh, rivalries and conflicts with everybody. So Landmark Entertainment was giving McFadden a little trouble because one time we got caught um, when we would test the shuttles as the as the ramp that led to the shuttle was going up. You know, the shuttle door would close <laughs> and the ramp. Right. Would, we would stand at the edge and as it would go up, we would sort of slide down, <laughs> or we'd go running across it as it was going up and everything in it. And a landmark exec saw that and chewed out the McFadden exec who was technically over us. And, and that was awkward because the McFadden exec was the guy who showed us the maneuver. So, But didn't Nick, before they put the seats in, actually stand in one of the things and actually ride the thing, like standing, ride the thing out? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a, yeah. Nick was always funny, too, because uh, he, he, he had a nice little Johnny Carson impression. And so we'd always be sitting there to do the testing on the shuttle. And, you know, LaForge would come up, uh, Lieutenant Carson. Be prepared to, uh, we're going to blow out the doors before we make her in. You'd hear this, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> and the shuttle would get, twitch, twitch, you know, take off. There was no echo in the background. Of, yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Johnny was solo. But, um, yeah, it was, um, that was, a, it was an interesting time. That was a lot of fun. Time. We spent like 12 hours and we just run cycle after cycle, watching it run. Go downstairs, look for drips, report the drips, go back upstairs, <laughs> run another cycle. I don't know, I worked oh, with a lot of drips. My testing story is not so much fun. We were, we were testing out the, uh, the Borg invasion when they first put it in. And I don't know, did you ever go on any of the, the early where they were just throwing us all in there? Yeah, to, yeah. I got this, there was just one seat in the theater that had a really amped up piston in the seat portion. <laughs> All right. I'm not kidding you. I got jabbed in the ass so hard. Hello, Sailor. I had a bruise. I'm not kidding. I had a bruise on my ass cheek. And I'm like scooting. It, it kept jabbing me. And I'm scooting over. all the way over into the other side so of the chair the side of to it. avoid it. And it's still getting me. And I got up with the texts are looking at me. I was like, what? And I'm like, that chair is a freaking piston that's about a thousand times stronger than it needs to be. Well, you were stabbed by the Borg, right? Uh, sure, whatever. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> little nanoprobes moving through your body. No. <laughs> it was getting stabbed by a piston in the chair. So, yeah, that, that was my, right, I, my Someone's got to take the joke. Someone, please, yeah. is there. Yeah. No, Anyone? I'm not going to. Yeah. No, no, it's too easy. Yeah. It's too easy. Right. No one wants to take the easy route. need a That's... higher level of difficulty. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com if you got a joke for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the joke was on me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and under, under you. <laughs> now, and but you also ended up playing a character. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was Starfleet. I was a trainer. I moved into lead operations lead uh, for a while. Then uh, when I came back to Trek, I was in Starfleet again, a trainer. Two thousand four, I moved into Borg, and I was a Borg in the Borg show for a while. Also Jeez. did floor work as a Borg. <clears throat> 
And then, uh, then when they did the audition, basically the final round of auditions for Aliens, full-time Aliens. You should write a book. Yeah. I am the experience. Yeah, close to. Yeah, April actually is the one. Who That's has true. Writing, so April should. Have I would the just book. be a couple of appendices to that. But. Now I know that us regular couch cast members, we've already given our horror stories yes. of Trek. <laughs> we, we, everybody has their own Trek horror story. Anybody want to share their absolutely most hideous moment? Working in Star Trek. I didn't really have a whole lot of hideous moments. I had some things that either didn't pan out or some encounters that went, you know, south or went or took a left turn Mm -hmm. kind of thing. This, (laughs) the one that I most remember is this woman came in who was obviously like first stage of heat stroke. I mean, she was just out of her mind. And her friend was like, settle down, settle down. She's like, oh my God, I never and she was just sunburned. I mean, she had obviously not brought any any block at all. She was just out of her mind crazy. And we'd already gotten the word, oh my God, there's a crazy woman out there. And I, and I, I was always the first one. Because like, the person that would say that was the one. Was, and you'd go out there and they'd be like, just wanting to play along or something. So hmm. I was all right, let me go see. Let me go find out about this crazy person. And she was out there, oh my God, oh, take a picture. Take a picture of me with him. I'll take a picture. Hey, you want to see my mouse? You want to see my mouse? And I was like, all right, female, let me see your mouse. And she, like, hiked her pants down about as far as she could and still be PG-13. And she goes, oh, he's gone. I guess my pussy ate him. (gasps) And I was was just, like, kind of in shock. And then I was like, oh, I I think I smell something wrong in the back. (laughs) I was about to just lose it. And, I, oh, and then no. we sent one of our. I sent one of our. I go. I said, "Roggle, go talk." Oh, to God, that. Yeah. <laughs> he told that story. That was great, and, and it was funny too because Richard Roggle actually had the greatest comeback in history for when she did that to him. Because <laughs> he she did the same routine to him and just did. The, I guess my pussy ate it, and he looked at her and he's like, "That's all right. Sometimes I like a bite-sized snack myself." <laughs> and then he ran like hell. So. Oh my god! Yeah. So boo. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, and then there are like when I first started when I first started working there, there were like all the things that you that you figure out you can say to people, and then the things that you can't. Right. And so you know, a couple of things you know, like as a Klingon, you go out there and you're talking to people and making fun of their dead cooked food and all this kind of stuff. And you'd ask people, you know, where are you from, human? And and like the first person that said, oh, I'm from Australia. And I was like, oh, the formal penal colony. And he, well, they thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I was like, okay, that joke seems to be okay. <laughs> Second time I go out there, so where are you from? I live from Australia. Oh, the formal penal colony. Got the worst stink eye ever. <laughs> and I was like, no more penal colony jokes. <laughs> and, and so I, I was like, okay, so I'll just, I'll stick with some pretty safe stuff from now on, blah, 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 blah. Well, there was this family that came in. They were from England. They were obviously from England. And I was going out there making fun of their dead cooked food again. And uh, and we were talking and talking. And I was like, well, where are you from, humans? And they said, uh, we're from England. And I said, oh, well, then you're used to bad food. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> words come back in my face. And I was like, and they just started laughing. I was like, whew, dodged a bullet there. Was, oh, yeah, we used to get that in the restaurant all the time. That people from England would say, it's that much better than at home. And I'm like, really? Because like, I you know, want to go to England someday. And they're like, well, if you do, just don't worry about the food being any good. Because it's, it's not. not that bad. <laughs> well, it's not that's that what bad. they said to me. I've never you know what? You're right. It's not that bad, but it's also not that good. Well, it depends. Because I was just there earlier this year. Mm-hmm. 
And I was there for two weeks, and towards the end of the time, I wanted American food. Yeah. But their food is good. It's fresh. They don't use preservatives. Right. Their cheese is amazing. It's good to start. They have a thousand ways of making potatoes. But they don't use a lot of seasoning. I did a semester semester in England. And wow, over time. I mean, I still have a love for the Yorkshire pudding. And and I still (laughs) like to go over to the anchor to have the occasional steak pie. Mm -hmm. But after you've had it for weeks on weeks and weeks... Lord help you. I'm done they have fast McDonald's food restaurants in London. <laughs> fast food restaurants Yes, in they do. And, and and if I was in London, that'd be the difference. But I was in this small town called Grantham. And the only thing this place is known for is where Margaret Thatcher was born. And no one's proud of it. So <laughs> <laughs> No statues? So it's all pub food. And yeah. all pub food well, is all. I was in Oxford. My sister was okay. in Oxford. So, um, so yeah, that's a f- I've been yeah. fine to have been in Oxford. But I was at Harlexton College outside of Grantham. And you could order a pizza, but the pizza would have corn on it. It was just so, so bizarre. Lest you think he exaggerates. I've heard the stories. It's so true. So I, I no, and the thing is, though, they know it. They they know their food is not yes. culinary. No, they're always the, Brits are always the first to admit. Oh my gosh. Well, that was a funny story. Like one of the first times when I was still working in in the blue rotation, this very English. Man came up and he and he said, you know, they showed the little movie and then people were loading into the shuttle thing and he said, he said, I, he goes, I, I just I think this this would be too exciting for me. I don't know if I should go. Should I should I step aside now? And I said, I said, well, sir, let's just give it a shot and you know when we get to the shuttles, you can tell us then if it's going to be too much for you, because that's usually what people are worried about. They're worried about getting on the shuttle. Sure. Well, so the transporter effect all happens and view we're in the transporter room and all this kind of stuff and oh I you know I need to go on break in five minutes. Well so the guy stays behind and he's like I am sorry, can I exit now? It, it's too exciting. It's too exciting. Anybody else have any odd anecdotes of the experience? I am it's it's funny. I don't have a lot of bad memories, bad experiences, mm-hmm. but I, I I still I remember my time uh, when I had my worst break ever. Worst break? Um, uh, no, the well break in in in, uh, in character and performance. Oh, okay, okay. Because oh, no. um, I, uh, I it's really funny because working with Steve when he was in blue and I was in transporter, <laughs> he's always pulling his stunts, and I'm pretty what? good. I can really hold it together until I see someone it. else laughing, and then that will trigger me. And I'll see Steve being goofy, and then when he gets all pleased with himself, and <laughs> I'm so damn funny, and he starts laughing. That's true. In the middle I am of the, the funniest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then that would trigger me. And I still remember time during the uh, on the bridge. Todd, you might remember this particular zone of performance, but the um, on to the stars. Um, uh, during a bridge performance when it was about to load everybody onto the turbo and you do a dramatic gesture and onto the stars and you march up to the turbo and i was doing a bridge show with heather and nanette and uh we were trying to to be melodramatic within the boundaries of show and which i was never known for <laughs> and it was funny because i was going to try to do this and nanette was uh nanette was at uh um, on the back rail, and Heather had just taken position by the turbo, and I'm like, 
right this way, ladies and gentlemen. And I pointed and I started walking up and I lost my nerve and I couldn't do it. And I said nothing and I just marched up pointing. And Heather looks at me and you remember how oh, Heather yeah. would give you that, that just that little quiet, you know, the, the Indiana farm girl. Mm-hmm. You failed. And, and, I just, and I walked in and as I'm walking into the turbo, I just started. <laughs> and I just, I just lost it. And, I'm, and I, do, I did the whole frigging turbo show. <laughs> Everybody inside the turbo. <laughs> and it was, I just, it was the worst. I could not get myself back together. I can't even remember who the Grand Quarter Officer was. The turbo doors fly over. They poke in. Is everything all right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was absolutely the worst. I could not control it. I get back to the bridge. Heather and Nanette are dead on the floor of the bridge. They, they can't, they're making no noise. They're laughing so hard. It was the worst breakup I had ever had, ever. So, and I felt so bad, too, because that was back in the days of one, one ticket, one ride. So oh, yeah. that was their ride. That, that was, was their show. Ride. With this goofball. There you go. Instant, instant giggles. Oh, oh that's nice. awesome. Todd trying to make people crack under, under pressure. Never, never in a million years. Oh, right? I, I took such joy of making that show my own whenever I could. Well, even as a Vulcan, though, too, right? He used to always try to Well, not as much people... as a Vulcan, because I did want to keep the integrity of the character going, but when I was up on the ride, if I knew there was no lead running through that ride, then I would figure out what I could get away with to make my cohorts laugh. That's just what it came down to. <laughs> the weather was doing uh, Ensign Biggles. <laughs> doing the whole... Uh, I dared him to do that, yeah. and I should have known that he would do it anyway. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. <laughs> and for those out not uh, familiar, it's a Monty Python sketch, the uh, Spanish Inquisition sketch. I essentially did the uh, the whole oh, bread show with the, as that. <sighs> Everyone line up behind the line. It's... <laughs> Remember these two things. Light it behind the hind, touch the buttons, and do not three. Three things you want to remember. And just continue the whole show that way. For nothing. There is no fourth thing. Shay was done. That was all that was. But yeah. Shay was easy to crack up. Yeah, she was was always... She was inspirational. And just because she was so easy, you got to try everything. (laughs) Having arguments with Riker. It was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but, what? sir, that's no. enough, Lieutenant. Okay. <laughs> sure, maybe if we just tried to cross coil, that's enough, Lieutenant. Y- yes, sir. <laughs> I remember I, one time I was a lead, and I was checking up on something. I had to let the bridge crew know or something. I forget what it was. And it was so funny because fi- everyone was filing onto the turbo. The turbo doors had just closed. And I opened up the door, and I leaned in to mention something to Shay. And she was sitting at uh, Ops or Con, I forget which, and I see these two little white sock feet <laughs> just poking out, and she looks at me, and she's like, oh, and she has this total, oh, my, because she did the took off her boots and put them by the captain's chair. Routine. <laughs> oh, God, and yes. But what they do is they put on a noob that was going through his instant Thomas, they put the boots by the yes. captain's chair, just sitting, so empty captain's chair with just a pair of boots in front of him. <laughs> and then they'd sit at Connor Ops, and they wouldn't get up for the whole show. They'd just stay down, so nobody could see their feet. Uh-huh. But the idea is the, the instant Thomas person would come down to swing around, look at the room, all right, everybody, you, you, you know, and then they'd see the boots just sitting there. And Shay pranked somebody, but I opened the door, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, she just totally <laughs> looked like she'd been busted, and she was just, um, mm, and she's like wiggling her feet, and it was funny. So. Uh, seeing as how she's recently passed, does anyone have a good Major Barrett 
story. Mm. Well, I, there is that picture that's on your Facebook, which we're going to link on the Ugly Couch Show. Uh, see, when I was a Ferengi, uh, Major Barrett would come in all the time and sit at the uh, very end of Quark's. <laughs> and she'd have her chicken wings and her bottle of wine and her bottle of wine. <laughs> and her assistant helped her out with it because she'd like hide a bottle of wine, wrap up some chicken wings and take it with her. Why? I don't know. A woman could have anything she wants. Um, yeah, she was great, though. She was really fun. And yeah. she always <laughs> talked with everyone about like space travel and things. And she was just a load of fun. She really got into it with the characters. She really liked the Ferengi, and I have this picture of her licking my Ferengi's ear. That's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's gold. And we're gonna we're gonna post it. I mean, I, I mentioned this on the the last away team that Darren and I shot, but uh, I mean, I don't I don't have any fun stories like that about her. But I just I remember the the few times that I uh, was at the bar when she came in. She was just always so nice to any of the fans that would come up and never never rude or dismissive like some of them can be when they you know it's just like they're they're done for the day and they don't want to be bothered Majel was never like that she i mean she would talk to you like, <laughs> you, were, like you were a huh who <laughs> she would talk to you like you were a friend and she would i mean she would tell stories too that you were like wow that sounds like something you would only tell like a really close friend or a family member but you know just i mean just she she would love to talk about Jean and and the early days of Trek, it's just anything. You asked her anything, she would talk about it. And, uh, and just whatever she was in the middle of, she would just stop. And uh, I, just, I just always thought that was very classy. Cool. Nice. Cool. But, uh, well, let's change gears up just a little bit here. This, this is pretty much the last Ugly Couch Show thing, for the most part, before the end of this year. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. let's take a quick look back. What was your favorite... <laughs> I mean, we're all geeks here. What was your favorite geek thing of 2008? God. Ooh, wow. I know. It's, it's big. There's so much to choose from. There's games, movies. There was so much stuff that came out of Comic-Con. Oh, oh God. We man. had such a blast at Comic-Con, even with all the <laughs> grief that we went through. But Dude, you were a zombie by oh, the end of Comic-Con. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, just, like, anyone ever wants to know what it's like to carry around 30 pounds of camera and lighting equipment? For uh, six days, just ask. If you're interested in being a grip for the Ugly Couch Show, do write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. We can <laughs> get a job. It's an adventure. It doesn't pay anything, <laughs> but boy, will you gain some experience. And you know what? Probably a free ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get you in this price. That was kind of nice. I don't know. It's so hard to nail down one favorite thing because there's so many great games that came out. Well, I'm gonna year. throw Fallout Three out yeah, there. Yeah, Fallout Three is awesome. Tip top. I'm very many hours into it. I'm not counting the hours because I don't want it to be depressed. But uh, I'm very happy with Fallout 3. Well, just to give you folks an idea, I'm probably not even halfway done with the game, and I'm 45-plus hours into it. So that will tell you how many hours Barry is into it. (laughs) I don't want to know that. Uh, I think if I had to pick one thing, if if I could only pick one thing, it would probably be... The Dark Knight destroying the box office that, this year. Yeah. That, because I was just say. in Very addition good. to being a fantastic <laughs> movie, it shows that comics can be made into a great film and appeal to the masses as well as the installed base of us geeks. So that's that's Well this summer was a good comic movie. I mean they two totally different types of superhero movies and yeah. they both kicked ass. It was I mean we we had Hulk, we had Iron Man, <clears throat> and then we had Dark Knight. <clears throat> and 
all Hellboy, three good films. Which, so I mean, Hellboy two wasn't bad. It was better than the first one, I thought. Yes, it was better than the first one. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't my favorite, but it was still better yeah. than the first. I would have to say, along these lines, my favorite part of the 2008, especially going into the movie part of it, is the fact that Marvel, as a studio, showed us what they could do. Yeah, yes. I'm a DC guy, and it irks me that Marvel's <laughs> really got their shizola together about that kind of thing. Well, wow. but see, DC is owned by Warner Brothers, yes. so you're always going to run into that. Warner execs are going to say, well, we own you, so... Yeah, I know they do. So we're going to put Jack Black in as Guy Gardner. Well, you know, (laughs) everyone here has to understand what you can't see is that Steve Biggs has more than a passing resemblance to Christopher Reeve. Well, back in my younger, thinner days, before the baby. (laughs) Before the baby. And the man rocks a fanny pack like Like no other. I guess for me, the... Uh, Geek highlight actually wasn't even you know so much stuff like movies or things like that, but the the close of Trek, the weekend close of Trek, the weeking, the whole week close of Trek was monumentally intense experience. I mean, we have we have we have psychotic, intense times during the the Trek convention, mm-hmm. which was one of the best marriages that uh, that anyone ever came up with for Vegas. But that closing weekend just even eat. The, the conventions. It was absolutely an insane time. Just people packing the bars. There's one couple, uh, Jerry and Francine, they moved to Vegas because of Trek. They moved out from Pittsburgh to be next to, wow. to Quarks. Well, that was That's also dedication. Wow. Yeah, and, but and, still, you yes. know, and... and Aren't they there every day for the they, last month? Jerry yeah. made like a commitment. 45 days. Yeah, right. yeah. Once, once, uh, once, once, it, was, was once it was announced and it was out there, they made the commitment to come every day. And Francine uh, missed a day or two, but Jerry was there. Yeah. I think it was over 50 days in a row he came in. Yeah, like I, I know he told me 45 days straight, mm-hmm. but I know like as soon as we made the announcement, he was in. He, yeah. and, he and Francine were in there repeatedly. All the time. All the um, time. Yeah, I, there was another couple, Dave and Alicia, that yep. uh, found out. I guess Alicia got a job out here. And they were planning the move, and I guess they already had a house out here or something like that. And then right the month before they're due to move down is when we made the announcement we were closing. And they were like, no! (laughs) It's like, we're getting down there, and it's our favorite place to hang out, and it's closing. Yeah. I I knew another couple that was, uh, they were planning on getting married uh, next year at Trek, Mm. actually. He proposed to her at a Trek convention a few years before, and... They were all set, and they were really disappointed at that. But, I mean, that was it was an insane time. Just the people going crazy in the bar and stuff like that. So that was... I, I will say, though, intense. that as, as far as the restaurant is concerned, for the most part, those last few days, nobody, guest-wise, got bitchy with us about anything. I mean, it's like... It's like, I'm sorry, we're sold out of that. Oh, well, okay, how about, let me just have this. Oh, God. I want to talk to your manager. I mean, I know it did happen. <laughs> okay. Some time, some of the time during those few days, but yeah, for the most part, like the last three days, that whole last weekend, it was it was pretty mellow. It's just people wanting to enjoy. Do you have any weddings in the last uh, few days? Oh yeah, we had weddings up to the last day, if I remember. I can't imagine how many people's wedding photos I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever think about that? Just how many. Albums and photo albums in general. Well, you guys how many refrigerators? I know I've told you this story before, but for fans listening at home, um, I was at a uh, Denver convention. This was about a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think about four years ago. And 
um, my girlfriend at the time introduced me to some of her friends who said that they got married on the bridge of the Enterprise. Now, they didn't know me from Adam. I was just in regular clothes because, you know, I don't wear the orange makeup and <laughs> blue nails out in public anymore. Any costume. <laughs> anyway, uh, I said, oh, really? Let me see your pictures. Hey, there I am in your wedding photos. Just these people I just met. <laughs> well, that's that's funny too. That's gonna happen I, a few more times. I told you, Barry, mm -hmm. about I was I was surfing the web for something completely non-trek related, and I came to this guy's website, and he he just had pictures of like all his vacations and stuff, and I'm scrolling down and I see Star Trek: The Experience, so I click on the link, and there's pictures of him in the restaurant, and the last three pictures are of him and Dr. Vlarg. And I'm like, oh, i got to save this shit. So I'm saving it. And I'm like, Barry, look. Someone just bought a picture of me for 60 bucks on I eBay. I saw that. <laughs> what? I wouldn't pay 20 bucks for a picture Why of me. Why aren't you getting a cut of that? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, by the way, if anyone wants to see uh, Kirsten at work as uh, Kirsten, what a leap that was. Um... He's at the uh, Ugly Couch Show on the uh, What We Leave Behind, the final day of Star Trek Experience uh, footage. He's uh, in the last call at Quark's Bar, that, that bit there, and he's doing the toast. It's Which was an cool. incredible toast. Yeah, it's, also great in toast. The, uh, it's also in the photo album, too, if I oh, recall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that, we talked about that in the very first cast cast, just how awesome that uh, was. You, you know, it's funny, because uh, that, that <clears throat> I'd been doing that story for about a month, just you know, gently talking to people and... When they're talking about how sad it is, we're closing. I mean, well, human, I, I, sh I shouldn't tell you this, but... And then I go through the whole, we go back. Because, you know, when you think about it, it's a very Ferengi thing to do. Sure. You know, just go back 10 years, start oh, all over again, generating more revenue. It was, it, it was really funny because I missed my moment uh, earlier because when Paramount was going through filming the closing that's going to be included on the extras of the uh, next Star Trek movie DVD release. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, that, that, that lucky fucker, Mark Whites, as Churrock, <laughs> one of the execs go, do something, do something, because they're filming and the crowd is going crazy. So Mark grabbed up a, a goblet and he did it. And he did a nice little Klingon toast and a variation of a thing he did. And it's like he was caught on Paramount footage and... He'll probably end up on that on that extras DVD. And you're stuck with the ugly couch. And I'm stuck. <laughs> you're stuck in this. I'm stuck with actually a multitude of videos because there there are actually a couple of videos. Yeah, of yeah those, it's all of over I've seen it on YouTube a couple times, so yep. that's actually cool. And I, I really enjoyed well, doing I that. Well, I think I think our footage was I mean not the toot our own horn, but toot fucking toot because we had the best footage of <laughs> yeah. anyone there. So here we are looking at 2009. Yes. What are you looking forward to? What's Judge coming? Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about this? Uh, no. They, they're remaking Judge Dredd. Yes. Really? Mm -hmm. No, Judge I'm not Dredd kidding. Returns. Isn't Stallone supposed to, to be theater. like a producer on it or something? No. Crazy? Jason Kingsley, CEO and creative director at Rebellion Developments, who published the comics anthology 2000 AD in which he appears said that uh, we can't give away too many details at this point, but we're looking forward to working with DNA Films to bring Judge Dredd back to the screen. Now, I've got one question for you. Mm -hmm. Fuck, why? <laughs> <laughs> so they can maybe get it right this time? That's yeah, true. Well, there it is. I yeah. am the law. What's the shelf life now? I was thinking about that earlier today. They remake movies so quickly nowadays. Mm -hmm. Remakes These... are coming quicker, yeah. Oh, it's, well, yeah, no, no one, for some reason, apparently no one can come up with any fresh new ideas. Well, it's because and... they keep staff writers on, and they say, mm -hmm. all right, 
we're going to remake this, write me a script, instead of trying to go out and find fresh new ideas from writers that either... But you think that fresh ideas would make more money. Well, you would think, but it's an untested... The last thing that a Hollywood producer really wants is any kind of risk. Right. And, and there's very and, low risk in putting out a title that yes, people already know. When you're redoing a film that was made when I can remember being a teenager, mm -hmm. I think that's a little absurd. I think that's just a little too soon, in my opinion. And I I, you know I what? I, I personally agree on that, and I know Doug Bradley certainly yeah. agrees on that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Robert England is not. Robert Englund is, is firmly behind it. Yeah. And one interesting thing well, that I was... he was behind it as long as it's done well. As long well. as it's done well. Well, well. But Whatever. also, though, if you think, I mean, you, you know, I mean, I'm the horror guy. I like the horror movies. Well, let's look back at it. What, it was about 20, 25 years when uh, Dracula was remade and then remade again in the Hammer Horror and then, then what, another 20 years oh, go yeah. by before we get uh, Coppola's version? And, yeah. and there's all of the TV and, and other yeah, versions. Yeah, Jack Palance did a TV version. Yeah. In so the all, all of the classic Universal Manchester. monsters have been remade to death. I mean, yeah. Dracula, Frankenstein. Right. But mean, I'm saying all... that the... The shelf life on the for a remake on these things has been about twenty years. Yeah, and they're looking at doing now a remake of. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth comes out in a couple months, and uh, we should be seeing a new Nightmare on Elm Street redone as that. But it's been over twenty years, so it really fits in that timetable. I but wouldn't have a problem with it. Like plays, we re we re-see plays over and over mm -hmm. again. You know, I can't countless times people have redone. Like the Shakespeare stuff, of course. And all the right. Neil Simon stuff, but you know, movies are a little different because there's so many good ideas out there that aren't developed. I think right. that's why. People yeah, are it's the frustration it. for what well, we could see something new. Well, yeah. I mean, because look, wow. you, you, they're they're remaking Short Circuit. They're remaking what? what? Yeah, well, they're, re they're remaking Short Circuit. <laughs> I think that piece of news flies out of They're remaking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, no! Oh, yes. yeah, I heard about that. What? I heard about that. It's not been twenty years, has it? Uh, yes, it has. Yeah, can I get you your cane? Eighty-eight. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I figured out. I figured out. I'm, I, I teach now, and oh, I figured out that all my pop culture references, all of them, are completely out of date. Uh huh. And and and, then I, and I did the math, and basically, if I've got a kid coming into uh, a freshman coming into my college class and eighteen years old, that means they were born in nineteen ninety. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which means no Indiana Jones, and no first Batman movie. Yeah, no all the '80s stuff. Forget about it. Oh. '70s, '60s, all my stuff. Our pop culture has become irrelevant. Oh, it's ridiculous! Yes. When I first moved to town, I was going to UNLV, and I was working part time, part -time for um, the Mojave Max Education Project as I was volunteering for that. And you go to elementary schools and you teach little kids about the desert tortoise, yada yada yada, whatever. Well, there was always this little spiel that I would say. Um, part of it was, who are you going to call? And, you know, everybody, we would all say, Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> they would say, Desert. You know, the Desert TV commercials? They had no oh, really? yes. yes. And I was like, oh my God, I feel yeah. old. And for, yeah. you, for you non-Vegas people, we have a homegrown <laughs> car lot that... Da, 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 called Desert. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's terrible. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hung my head in shame. I was like, no. It's great when, when the, the actual origin of the cliche, you see the next generation where it's lost in time. And, you know, it, it's so funny. Because where the parody becomes more important than the exact, original. Well, they don't even know the original, yeah, you know. Yeah. She, would tell, she could tell them about Ghostbusters, and they'd have no idea what the hell it meant. It, it was... I. It, 
One of the interesting things that starting at Star Trek, w way back at the very beginning, was watching how the show transformed and how stuff became integral to the show that was never there in the beginning. Right. But then you end up having arguments with people because they're saying, no, no, this is how I was taught the show. And then you talk to the trainer, no, no, this is how we teach the show. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, th this is not what we had originally. But a lot of stuff just gets incorporated until it finally becomes a part of the whole yeah. it's, it's, It was amazing. It's amazing. And, and the actual beginning of something just gets Are lost. we seriously worried about our... Our popular about our popular culture becoming irrelevant. Well, well, let me throw yeah. this out there. Hey, kids, what time is it? It's howdy do time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no one in the room can answer that. We need to revisit this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> really think about this ugly. Well, that sure stood the test of time. <laughs> oh, okay. except now you have several listeners on the thing. Howdy doody, who the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. Links will be provided. These guys must be old. <laughs> I still Google have some it. faith. I still have some faith of in this art. next generation and how pop culture yes, from the past right. is still going forward with this bit of news. Tron returns to Tron. Oh, I'm so mm, you hear about this? Bruce Boxleitner. Boxleitner, who played Alan yep. Bradley in the title character in Walt Disney's 1982 Tron, <laughs> is currently filming the role for the studio's upcoming Tron 2. So, so now, bridges. when we were in the big Hall H for Comic-Con, when they announced Tron 2, or as they spelled it, T-R-2-N, say that. But everyone in the theater went apeshit bananas, okay? Because they saw, oh, Tron, great, wow, we love Tron. So at least, you know, some of the classics are now, and that, staying. that is... They may not I, know I, Turbo I, Teen, you know, they may not know the Qbert... But that, and uh, that's a, that's, cartoon, that's a beautiful idea. For and and this, I guess it's not a remake. It's it's an actual bona fide sequel. It is, yeah. it, it is and, it, and it's a perfect idea. It's a perfect idea for a sequel. There's With another the evolution there's of the modern computer and all that's going on. That is something that is just ripe to actually let's talk about how things are different today. If they do it right, it'll is be David fun. Warner going to be playing the CPU? I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. But, Master um, Control. There was there was uh, an actress too that was in the original that was going to be in the sequel. I, they uh, I'll IMDB it. <clears throat> no, don't wait for me. Yeah. <laughs> Silence I'm, I'm the really syndrome. I cook their porn first. I just yeah, watch porn. And Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. Mm -hmm. I mean, Absolutely. I and, and let me just say this. For, again, for the people that are maybe coming over from the Trek Today BBS, it... <laughs> <laughs> Get off of it, trying to trying to fit it into the last forty years of continuity. Just just forget about it. It's going to be its whole new thing. Yes, okay, it's an alternate timeline, but it's an alternate timeline, and we're we're probably never going to see the timeline of the last forty years ever again. So well, just get and, over it. And, I, I and like it's not like it's. Judging. I'm an old guy. I was there. I, I saw Miri first run, 1966. It's get over it. It's not like it's gone. It still exists. Yes. The, the 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 film is still there. Yeah, it's yeah. Still exactly. there. Don't worry about it. Raymond Chandler. Uh, and for yeah. those of you who don't know who Raymond Chandler is, <laughs> yeah, they talk about going back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, references. Yes. Oh my God. Um, Raymond Chandler uh, had had this comment to say when when he was get, had, being interviewed. And the interviewer said, are, "Are you are you tired of Hollywood ruining your ruining your books?" And he was like, "What? Hollywood's ruining my books?" He goes, "Well, 
follow me. So the interviewer followed him into his library and he says, no, they're perfectly fine. They're still right, sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the we, we'll still have original series. We'll still have Next Generation. Still have Deep Space Nine. Still have Voyager. Still even have Enterprise. Yeah. Just had a new Especially, voice added well, to the and, mix. Yeah. And just, by the like, you know, sorry, and by the way, when you're watching that film, you know, with all due love and respect for James Doohan, don't get upset about this Scottish accent because this is a real Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> all right? And I love James Doohan, and it's oh, nothing yeah. against Scotty, but I've already heard people starting to bitch about, oh, and what the hell is that accent that guy's doing? It's, it's a real Scottish accent. And, and he, my thing is, yes, so many people judging it. And the film's not even not out. Even out. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody yeah. outside That's... of J.J. Abrams has seen the full Well, movie he's actually yet. been doing a road show with he's, 20 but minutes But he's only of... been showing, yeah, up to the, the maximum clip that he shows is 20 minutes long. So nobody has seen more than 20 minutes Talk of this movie. backers always be hating. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. My thing is, because um, <laughs> J.J. Abrams is, is doing his damnedest to be very truthful to Gene Roddenberry's vision. Yeah. And, I mean... More know, so I, than I, a few others. Yeah. yeah. Oh, his even, eyes are the wrong color of brown. Even, <laughs> fuck that movie. <laughs> he even got, you know, going back to Majel Barrett, he even got Majel Barrett before she passed to do the computer, do the computer voice. voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that is her final Star Trek performance in this film. So if for no other reason see that. than that to go see that film. Yeah. I, I have to admit, I when I saw the Enterprise being built in fucking Iowa... I was kind of like, what? It's not supposed to be built in Iowa? Well, that was my moment. But we and don't know realized, that it's wait, Iowa. We just see it being yeah. built in a field. It's, it shouldn't have been built in a field. It should have been built in space. Oh, i got to stop. No, it is being built in Iowa. It's being built in, Iowa. in Riverside, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, it's a work of fiction. It's a work of fiction. It is not religion. It's not. People, honest to God, it's not a religion. I was trying to tell my friend who at work. She's... You know, true to the to real Star Trek, and a lot of her friends are, and they've been criticizing the crap out of the trailers. That so they're posted. purists. Yes. Yeah. And I was trying to tell her I grew up on Next Gen. Ditto. I love it, but they need to get new blood, and if they have to like do some things to get people who aren't Trekkies to enjoy the film and want to see more, then by all means do it. Just don't yep. destroy the story, and as yeah. long as the story remains, yeah, hell yeah. Then I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, uh, and if you want to get technical, Uh-oh. oh, there is. It, if you want to go down and to be, if you're going to say that you're a Star Trek purist, season three of the original series, season five on of the Next Generation, all of Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise are not Gene Roddenberry produced. Right. Nor right. did he have any involvement with them beyond that. So if you're going to if you're going to say that you're like season four on, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he he had taken mostly the executive producer role by then, yeah. but you know, it, as we all know, he passed when season five. Yeah. Had, had <clears throat> but I mean, Gene Ronberry was involved with only those small segments of Star Trek, so it was always taken upon by somebody else to try to be true to that. So yeah, whatever. I just want to know what happened to Wesley Crusher. <laughs> that was bullshit and nemesis. Oh, oh, then there's Wesley. Great. What about him? Well, he, he even says that because there was a whole segment of his that got cut out yeah, that like, that explained his well, appearance. It was, it was, why even have him there? I mean, he had this huge <laughs> well, exit in he, Next Gen, and you know this well, whole story that could have happened all of a sudden. No, he apparently did have like a whole five yeah, or ten minute. Scene. They 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 cut the hell out of it because yeah, he had something about where he 
he popped in and Picard gave him a uniform and yada yada yada. yada. He should have. It was all cut out of the movie, so so you, you pan across and there he is. It's like, huh? Why he, is Wesley here? He should have had his own series. Oh wait, it was season one. I'm sorry. What else we got? Um, so what else are you looking forward to this upcoming year? I, you know what? Honestly, okay. Here's my comic geek side coming out. Give me, me, give me, give me. Um, I'm really looking forward to what Jeff Johns, uh, what they're finally doing at DC with. Uh, the Superman titles. And again, everyone's all, what are they doing? Superman's not going to be an action comic. Ah! I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I am content to wait and see because yeah. it's the same kind of thing. We're talking about a 70-year-old character that I love. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I got the Superman watch chain. I got the <laughs> I got the Superman, you know, messenger bag. You know, my Superman jammies are waiting for me at home. <laughs> um, so I'm all about it. But I... Again, it's the type of thing that it needs to have a lot of life breathed into. And apparently the whole DCU is going to go through an, another year without Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Or at least the Justice League. Like, there's going to be two. There's going to be uh, a Justice League headed by, I guess, Black Canary and those guys. And then Hal Jordan's going to start another Justice League. Nice. So, yeah. Go Hal. Yeah. Well, they, so, they also eliminated several of the Robin and Nightwing titles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the Bat titles are going... Or, you know... Yeah, I think it, just going, Birds just, of Prey. Birds of Prey is... Well, yeah. they were getting yeah. kind of glutted. I, mean, I think it was yeah, just yeah. all... I think it's going down to just the the, the Batman, Batman title, and then all the spin-off titles are mm-hmm. yeah. uh, after February, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You are correct, wrong. sir. Well, oh. I, well, I'm just hoping yes. that <laughs> they can do a full-world event that I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah, year, we'll see this year I, I have to say, oh my god, 2008 has just been a mess so far as DC and their continuity. I mean, Final Crisis is really good, but it's not tying into anything else, apparently, while it's going on. And it's just like, oh god. The, the Trinity storyline is pretty good, lately. You had a real down time in, towards the beginning, but now it's finally about something. And I'm like, okay, great. Doesn't tie into Final Crisis, and I'm just like, oh god, what the hell is going well, on? Well, they're there, stretching. They're, they're stretching them all, and everybody's stretching all of those out. I mean, remember when it used to be the summer crossover yeah. event, and you know, yeah, I, I, was, I, I was looking at the same thing with Marvel. They did Scroll Invasion, mm-hmm. which is the first time in years I've actually been interested in anything, uh, any kind of crossover thing, because I'm, I'm just sick of them and tired of them. But <laughs> Scroll Invasion was actually kind of cool because Brian Michael Bendis has been thinking about this. For years and planting the seeds. seeds. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. But even Scroll Invasion went on for frigging ever. It just wrapped up in like the last few weeks, and it, I, I eventually got exhausted on it. Yeah. And it also had elements of stretch to it, like you know, okay, let's pull this out for another couple months. And yeah, the problem so. with Final Crisis is it started out great, started out, and then J.G. Uh, Jones got behind schedule, and so they they held off a couple of months, and now. It's like, well, he's never going to get back on track, and we really need to get this out because we've got big things planned for 2009, so let's get Carlos Pacheco to help mm. finish it off. It's like, yeah, great. This is what you should do. And you <laughs> if, have- you know, if you're going to be working with artists that you know are slow and know are like deadline scoffers, then get the whole project over and done with before you solicit it. Hey, you might as well turn it over to Kevin Smith. Exactly. <laughs> well, and now you have to be such, you have to be such a comic book historian now for some of these these crossover stories. Uh, they involve everything. That's it, why I don't read DC. But I mean, stuff. you know, when you nah, you, you would think you get a, a one a one time <laughs> story and you sit down to read it and it doesn't even like remotely explain 
why a character does a certain thing or why they make a certain reference, and then you got to go back through what, seventy years of comics to try to figure <laughs> out. Know. Oh, it makes sense now. You're well, going I'm looking to forward to more of because uh... I'm an avid comic book reader. I've I've tapered off some in the last you know fifteen years or so, but you know I'm reading stuff and I'm like, why don't I know this? This is a reference, and sometimes it's some ex- obscure reference from twenty years ago. That's why there's too, that you just there's just too much. There's too much yeah. to read, too much to catch up. That's why I don't read those. I read some of the smaller press. That's stuff. why they well, yeah, the some, ultimate line. Some of the trades, yes. yeah. <laughs> the ultimate story for me. I'm looking forward to The Walking Dead personally. More of The Walking uh, Dead, and yes. more of the boys from Ennis. Wow. And ah, the boys. Yes, because it's not. You don't have to know all this crazy shit to get into it. You just read it from the first issue, and you're done. They make their references that if you're into comics, you can get. But if you're not, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Exactly. And then, of course, there was that stunning twist that they did on 9-11 that was just so many forms of awesome wrongness. <laughs> but it was just uh, absolutely... Did you... You haven't gotten that far? The, um, in the boys or...? In the boys. No, I haven't gotten that far. So oh, no spoiling. No spoiling. No spoiling. But you guys got to get there. No get spoilers. your trades. I've been getting them on trades. I haven't got the third one yet. Oh, jeez. What are we looking forward to in video games? Now, I am looking forward to the continuation of the Rock Music Wars... Ah, going yes. into 2009. I want to see World Tour and Rock Band 2 keep button heads because it just keeps making those two games better. And as much as I don't like this band now, the Guitar Hero Metallica thing is going to come out. <laughs> it's just it. I, I, if it's old school, great. It's, it's going to have it all. For me, Metallica died after Injustice for All. Everything mm-hmm. after that is no, not Metallica. a lot of Metallica fans. That's, Bob Rock or whatever. Yeah. Right, but my understanding is they're going to have a, an extended difficulty level. That Ex- ex- does it have to be harder? Yeah, they will have experts, and then there is an extended expert, oh which will allow you to Crack hook up addict. a secondary bass pedal. I can't even to do a two play kick. Medium. <laughs> so that yeah. So you can really learn to play, play the drums. So yeah, at that point it's Hot just kicking that you on in expert, the ass. I'm just sitting there going, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're I play king. everything on easy. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> so does my roommate. Hey, I, I play on medium now. I got the fourth finger rocking, even though my my dead little pinky doesn't work right. I'm looking forward to new MMOs like Star Trek Online. Are you now? Because every time you you get so excited, <laughs> I got so excited about Warhammer, and then I realized it was shite. You know, I couldn't ugh, forget it. Star he, Trek Online. He's, he's in love with the idea that there's going to be a new MMO that's actually good. I am. And, and he just he's just is always disappointed. I've been waiting for the next thing to replace what I liked about Galaxies, because the rest of it is crap. I'm not going to start that again. Um, <laughs> I tried EverQuest 2, boo. Which, by the way, i got a fun little news tidbit about that in a second. All right. Um, yeah, but is Star Trek slated to come out anytime soon? Sure, why not? <laughs> hey, hey, we got the, t- we got the t-shirts. At, uh, Marketing uh, brought to you by Barry. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, BioWare's new Star Wars MMO. That one would be freaking awesome, yeah. I think. Well, hmm. well. well, this BioWare so it does give me some more yeah. faith. Interesting tidbit. Please. There's a study okay. done okay. by uh, Professor Scott Kaplan of the, some research institute. Look it up yourselves. Forty uh, percent of EverQuest Two players are women. Really? Yes, and a large proportion of them are bisexual as well as more physically fit. Than Maybe the I need to reload that to back on my computer. That's <laughs> what it says. It's I don't know if the study is bullshit or not. I think that study was put out by Sony. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what are the statistics of World of Warcraft? <laughs> oh, everyone's That's fat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used to play that a long time, and uh, when we all had a meet up, 
That was I remember a time when I was uh, I was working as Commander Kistran and I'm walking down the Q zone and there was this one geek girl and and it was so funny because she's talking to me as an Andorian and she is going on and on about <laughs> World of Warcraft. Do they have World of Warcraft for, from the time you're from because uh. it is so awesome and I just you got to play it sometime because you and it was just it was the very you it was human yeah. we have holodecks <laughs> you know well it was so I I, I based I pawned it up it was it was it was kind of funny because I was really <laughs> so tempted to just be like human <laughs> you know and here I am dressed as an Andorian and be like why would I want to spend endless hours pretending to be something I'm not? <laughs> I let it. I, I let it go, though. I just. But well, see, I, I used to do that as, as Kralk all the time. Uh, we, irony. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty ironic. So that, like, like, like this. Like kids would come in, and and I just sort of developed this pat answer. They go, and if, especially if their parents are around, because I knew that the parents would get the joke. Um, the kids would go, are you real? And I'd go, I'm as real as any Klingon you've ever seen before. Oh, and Barry has funny stories about somebody trying to find out if his ears were real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we covered that. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we covered that. We covered that in a couch cast. Yeah. That's still that's still one of my favorite Frankie moments on the station. <laughs> I'm amazed. I felt no bad for him, but at the same time. Hilarity. Yeah. No one ever made a grab for my antenna, but no. it was I was always on guard well, for it. Just much remember, taller than most people. Yeah. I, I, don't, not. I don't think the average person could easily reach. They the have to stretch, but no. yeah. that was just yeah. No? <laughs> <laughs> That's my usual Steve thing. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. of women grabbing your package in the car. No, well, there is that. Okay. <laughs> you and Paul. All right. You and Paul. All right. We will end the couch cast on Steve's story here. Like, okay. I just, I've already ranted about this in other places, but, but this, this kind of, this kind of brings it up. What is the friggin' deal with Twilight? What is the fascination that women have with vampires? What about being a bloodsucker metaphor? Don't you understand? But again, it all goes back to this thing about being a bad boy. And yeah, as a Klingon with a rubber forehead, I used to get my ass grabbed all the time. I'm like, I, I'm wearing a rubber forehead. I, why are you grabbing my ass now? Well, of course, spandex does tend to lift and separate. But it's, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you and Paul both. I mean, you guys got molested more than any other I, aliens on the station. I, I can tell remember. You, and I could not figure it out. But yeah, what's the thing? Women, vampires. Uh, they're going to suck your blood. They're going to kill you. And the idea of the romantic vampire, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Big. The romantic celibate see, vampire. I don't think it's Twilight. the vampire thing with that story. I think it's the star of the movie. Because my, no, but the I, books have been like really bad. Okay, the as a token are. chick here, what's the deal with Robert Pattinson? Dude, get a haircut. I don't like him, personally. But that's me. Maybe I'm different. I'm odd. Insight. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Just like Crow. All I, all I know... <laughs> that was an personally, really I'm a Harry Potter there. fan, and I will not read Twilight, because I have heard too many people... Friends of mine who are avid readers, just like I am, that hated it, yet they read it anyway. Why would you read it anyway? Uh, and I understand wow. it just gets worse as it, it goes does. along. It does. The story <laughs> is just, the author is just does not write very well. And really, the movie was made, and it's so popular because you have all these teeny boppers oh screaming and yelling at the screen. It's just like when the Beatles came out in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, but the line for is. the Twilight at the Comic-Con was like middle-aged. It's all women. It's women. It's the guy that's starring in the movie, and that's the only thing that makes that thing so popular. It is the not poster's the story. really popular, too. It is not the story, because all yeah. I heard about the movie was, oh, I love you. 
I love you too. Oh, I love you. Okay, how can you watch <laughs> that for two hours? Please. It's just like, and this is coming from a, the, the female in our group here. I'm telling so, you. I am so. telling And in like all the configurations for why the vampires in this movie are nice vampires, it's like, they're vampires! No, I think it is the bloodsucker phenomenon because I remember working as a Borg. The women just love the Borg. I remember talking about this during the, the aliens well, on mass thing. thing. When, when, when all thing. the offer people wanting me there to is. spank them on video and stuff as a board <laughs> and stuff like that. It was just, it's the just women, fetishism. women just they love the, the, the guy the who's going terrified. to your fluids vampires. Women go watch near dark. Then come talk. There you go. There's some vampires for you. Hey. Okay, on that note, we are going to close down this Omega Ultra Uber Duber Couchcast. Wow. So, setting out, have my pocket protector. Good New Year, everybody. I am Master Dorgo. 80s Jeff. Dr. Vlog. Deb. Big Show. Hey, man. And we'll see you next year. Happy New Year. Not really. Happy New Year.